Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender, and there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Logic, political talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Uh, tonight we will have our guest on, a California State Senate candidate, Ronald O'Donnell. 
and we will be talking about the for one thing, the plunge protection team asking is the government manipulating Wall Street? And we say this uh, in regards to the recent activity we've seen for the past two weeks on Wall Street uh, with uh, the stock market uh, going down. But is it actually worse than what it really looks like? And what we mean by that is is the government purchasing uh, or giving out loans uh, or derivatives to uh, the companies so that it makes it look like there is less of a loss than there actually is in the selling. And we will have that discussion with our guest tonight, who is running, as I said, in California. And you may be uh, interested to note, he's actually running as a Democrat, uh, which may surprise you, especially after you hear him tonight. Uh, But I think he likes to mold himself in the Ronald Reagan uh, model. And so uh, we'll hear more about that. But a little bit about our guest is he does have a lifetime uh, teaching credentials for real estate law, principles, practices, economics, and appraisal. He also has a doctorate degree in law, studying law and finance for 44 years. Uh, He's also appeared as an expert witness in a U.S. tax court, wrote books on capital accumulation, including foreclosure ammunition. He also spent nine years examining case studies on predatory bank practices. That's definitely something he's passionate about, especially when it comes to foreclosures. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that tonight. And also, uh, he has been published in a number of newspapers and has been on uh, numerous radio programs. And also is bringing attention to, as I mentioned earlier, illegal foreclosures uh, to the forefront of public discussion. So uh, when each uh, gentleman comes in, I know we have about a three-hour um, uh, uh, show in a three-minute time period, but it looks like we do have our guest in. So let's go ahead and welcome tonight's uh, California State Senate uh, candidate, uh, Ronald O'Donnell. Thank you very much, sir, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. And I'm so thankful that you gave me an opportunity to come into your world and talk about what's going on here in California. Well, definitely not just also in California, but what's happening with the stock market. We're definitely going to talk about that. And I know it's uh, there's a big talk topic, as you said, in the uh, deserts of where you're at. And uh, we could bring uh, that information out of California and into, you know, the nation because this is a national show. Uh, especially being here, heard on the internet, uh, so uh, we definitely have uh, some some light coverage there. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, get started by first we talked to you know I mentioned a little bit about your credentials uh, here and uh, your background. So tell us a little bit about uh, your background and your history and you know, what got you involved uh, for running uh, for the state senate as well as your involvement with the. Uh, illegal foreclosures and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, That's a long story because I'm 65 years old. So uh, I'll I'll just go ahead and try to answer your question as fairly as I can. But I uh, am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I went to uh, grade school and high school there. And um, I went to St. Mary Magdalene grade school and Bishop Boyle High School in Homestead. All of my family are still workers and coal miners and uh, hardworking people, plumbers, you know, just like most of the people in Ohio. 
But anyway, I got an opportunity to go to law school out here in California. I got, you know, I, I failed to mention, I went to the University of Pittsburgh, um, and I graduated in 1974, December, with a um, bachelor's degree in economics. And then I went on, um, and I have a vocational education certification from Pittsburgh, back in 1975, but I went and I left that world and I came out to California and um, that was because I had an opportunity as a steelworker kid. Um, the only person in my entire family that ever graduated from high school and then college, can you imagine that? Um, and I had an opportunity to go to law school, so I flew out to California and I um went to Western State University College of Law and um, had no idea anything about law or whatever, but I graduated in 1978. But I was sitting there amongst people who were uh, born and raised and groomed um, in the legal profession, and I knew I was out of my league. That was 1978 when I graduated. And I might add, I, I graduated with a doctorate degree in law. I made sure I got my, you know, law degree, and uh, not just a bachelor's degree in law, not a master's degree in law, but a doctorate in law. So after that, I went ahead, and while I was in law school, by the way, I achieved a lifetime teaching credential um, from the California um, Department of Education to teach in colleges here in Southern California. Um, and I was um, given a lifetime teaching credential at age 29 by then to teach the following subjects, real estate law, real estate principles, real estate practices, real estate finance, real estate economics, and real estate appraisal which are the six um, courses that you need if you're applying for a real estate salesman license or a real estate broker's license in the great state of California. Hmm, um, yeah, I know. But you asked me to tell you, and I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I'm up, up, up to think about uh, doing some real estate myself, but go ahead. It's getting on itself, well, yeah. So I've done this all my life. Uh, we're talking 44 years ago. You know, that's how long it's been. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, 1980, 20 years, 30. In other words, I spent my entire life studying these topics that we are about to discuss today on your show. It's not my first time at the rodeo. You have a sense of humor, don't you? Oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> and when Kelly comes in uh, at the top of the next hour, uh, he's actually also from California. Uh, he's definitely uh, our resident comedian on the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a judge. We get. Well, anyway, um, then the, the next 30 years, of course, I worked for various companies across the entire United States of America on real estate land development projects. And um, 
that's you know pretty much my resume. But I always went back to Pittsburgh at least once a year um, to visit my family. I have you know 360 cousins along the Monongahela River, the Allegheny River, and the Ohio River, and we always used to go. You know, like we did back in grade school. We'd get in a car and ride to Studentville. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with that, but I think it's straight down 22. And um, back then you could be 18 and have a beer, and you couldn't have a beer in Pennsylvania until you were 21. So we'd go to Studentville, stay the weekend, then come back. I never understood that since you can... I never understood that since you can get a war when you're 18, but you can't have a beer until you're 21. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, I just thought that was an interesting side note. And you're right. We had guys, um, you know, they were getting, um, back in those days, you know, the 60s, um, they spent six weeks in boot camp and uh, they were already Marine Corps in Vietnam shooting people and they weren't even 18 yet. Mm. And I I don't even know how we got here, but the average age, and any veteran out there knows what I'm talking about that's my age, of the dead dead soldiers in Vietnam was 18. I don't know if you knew that, and there were 50,000 plus of um, my generation that um, gave their lives to support and defend this country. Mm -hmm. They call them the Vietnam veterans. So we were going to get to the um, plunge protection team at some point, I guess. Yep, and that's uh, exactly one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight. And then the first question uh, to be answered is, with that being said, is the government manipulating Wall Street? And have they been doing it for the past uh, couple of weeks as we've seen the volatility in the markets uh, since last week and including this week? And some are even contending that it's going to continue on. And some are people even making some biblical statements with it. But perhaps uh, we'll get into that uh, tonight. I don't particularly subscribe to it, but it always uh, makes uh, some conversation because a lot of folks do. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Uh, is the uh, government indeed manipulating Wall Street, making things uh, not uh, appear to be as bad as they really are? Well, the sad part of this conversation we're having right now, and you noticed our show we were going to have last week, for some reason the Internet canceled us, remember? Mm-hmm. It's a very volatile day quite frankly. And I don't think that that was a mistake at all. I think it was intentional. I think it was um, because what we're about to talk about um, could not be talked about last Wednesday. And that was because that's what the plunge protection team does. And they stop freedom of speech They stop communications, and that's their job. Their job is to go ahead and protect the numbers on the stock market, whether we like it or not. But if you recall, I sent you a copy 
of um, who they are and their official name in the Treasury Department, okay, because they work for mm-hmm. the United States Treasury. You have that, correct? Yeah, I've got uh, an email so, uh, in here. Yeah, and we got that off of Wikipedia. You just type in Plunge Protection Team. It's right on Wikipedia. Right. Yeah, and it shows up, ba-boom, you know. Like it's a surprise. Yeah, there it is. Why would I, yeah. <laughs> well, that it's was surprising. Very, not very many people know about it. Isn't that something that no one knows about it? That's amazing. Well, you're going to tell them about it, especially I hope in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and where I'm from. I'm out in California. We know about it. But the question that I have is one. Uh, since it was implemented in 1988, that's amazing, huh? And no one knows about it. And the Plunge Protection Team has officially acknowledged 77 times since 1988 that they've intervened with the um, New York Stock Exchange stock market 77 times. I have that here. If you want to see it, I'll send it to you. I yeah, was so I was floored. Just yeah, I thought maybe once or twice, okay. But if you since 1988, 77 times they've adjusted the stock market to fit their needs. So I went okay. Mm-hmm. Why did the stock market look so successful? And I looked at it, and I went in, and I did my numbers, and oh, my goodness, guess what I found out? That when a, you know, the stock market, um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, mm-hmm. is only 32 companies. There are 10,000 companies in the United States of America. The Dow Jones Industrial only measures the top 32 companies. Companies, did you know that? No, I did not. That's one thing. I be honest, I do have. I don't have a lot of uh, knowledge in it. So those, those sorts of things. That's why we uh, really like having folks like yourself on the show. <laughs> but neither do I. You know, I mean, I didn't realize that they're only measuring through the Dow Jones Industrial, you know, average they call it, thirty-two of the top thirty-two companies. But there's like 100,000 companies in America. So by looking just as an economics background guy at the numbers from the Dow Jones, it doesn't reflect what's happening to the rest of America. It only reflects what's happening to the Dow Jones members, the top 32. So it's not telling you what's happening to America. It's only the top 32 companies that they have on their list. Now, why is this scary? Well, because for one, they're, you know, picking the folks who, who they're actually helping out, and that's these big people, and uh, makes you wonder what kind of influence uh, that they were able to have over those companies. Go ahead, well, the politicians. I, I know, I know. I, I gave you a test question there, you know. But guess why it's scary? Because 
for example, what happened to Enron? They were on the uh, top 32 list. Okay, and they were bringing the numbers down in the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average, okay? When they went, when they were convicted of fraud and uh, they went bankrupt and they went out of business. Well, that made the numbers on the Dow Jones look pretty poor, so what did they do? They removed them from the Dow Jones and they replaced them with an up-and-coming company. Boy, does that look good on statistics. <laughs> Get it? Remember Enron over the country? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guess how you get your Dow Jones Industrial Average numbers to look good? You, The ones at the bottom of the list that are failing, you just remove mm-hmm. them. Okay? You remove them. They're no longer on the Dow Jones. And you add two up-and-coming companies. Well, you know what? In the last 30 years, that's been about, of the 32 companies left on the Dow, uh, at least a third of them are new companies. Interesting, huh? So if you really looked at the Dow Jones Industrial Average over the last 30, 40 years, they would be bankrupt if you were using their own numbers. Scary, huh? Yeah, I was about to actually say that myself. <laughs> you know, we you know we keep hearing about the you know the economic collapse, you know. That's that's coming, and of course we all hope that you know we don't see and everyone's trying to speculate on when that's going to be and, and things of that nature. Uh, so, in what way are the flood protection team uh, protecting those businesses and keeping the stock market from looking as bad as it really is? Okay, fair question. You've already seen the bubble um, in the Internet stocks, you know, with Apple Computer and with, um, you know, Internet, Facebook, et cetera, uh, Mm -hmm. where they went up and they, you know, they they variated widely. Uh, After that, you saw, you know, the... um, wild, I'll call it, wild real estate market where property values... Mm, yeah, 2008. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And then it went down. You know, um, people don't realize this, but we lost since 2008 12 million homes to illegal foreclosures. And there's another 6 million on the board coming up right there in your own hometown. Where are you in Ohio? I am in Cincinnati. Okay. Well, you know, it's bad downtown Cincinnati. I was there last year. You're afraid to even walk down a sidewalk at night because you might get mugged. Am I right or wrong? Well, they are really they are really trying to improve it. What, what's happened is, uh, and the city council's ultimate wisdom years ago is what they did to revitalize downtown is they've taken a lot of the elements, uh, that element down there, and decided that, wow, wouldn't it be a great idea to – uh, disperse it throughout the middle class, uh, you know, homes, uh, for, you know, in the neighborhoods uh, up the hill from downtown. And, boy, it's really caused a lot, a lot of crime. And uh, we've got a big, uh, unfortunate heroin problem. And 
yep. shooting problem and all kinds of uh, problems now from it because uh, it wasn't all concentrated in one area. Now it's you know kind of dispersed in a lot of different uh, areas of neighborhoods. Right. And by the way, I've been across the United States at least 100 times, back and forth, every major city in this country. I happen to know Cincinnati well, okay? And that's how I can speak about why I wouldn't get out of my car after dark in Cincinnati. It's a shame. But this is part of... Yeah, there are some areas. Oh, I know. I know. But here's what I'm talking... Go to Detroit. Would you like that one? I'm sorry? Have you ever been to Detroit? (laughs) No, well, no, I've never... uh... Been unlucky. I mean, I've never been. Uh, no, I've never been to Detroit. Yeah, I've been to Michigan, but I've never been to Detroit. Okay. I've been to Chicago, but I accidentally found myself on the south side of Chicago some years ago. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I hope you had a gun when you were there. Unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> I should have, but I didn't. But that's what's the, what's wrong with the United States right now. Um. We're under attack, basically, through ignorance. Um, That's why I'm trying to go ahead and tell people, wake up if you can. Um, And that's probably a a bad phrase. People, It's used over and over and over, wake up. I don't mean that. Mm -hmm. I really mean educate yourself. And that's what I'm hoping we can do here at the show uh, by mentioning the plunge protection team. Because basically, the 77 times they've intervened in the stock market, it would only be since 88 to keep the stock market looking good. It has to look pretty. And, you know, I remember back at the University of Pittsburgh when I was a kid, and I was sitting in class and economics class, and my instructor, by the way, we had a guest appearance by Alan Greenspan, by the way, there, turned out to be the head of the Federal Reserve Board, didn't know that at the time, back Mm -hmm. in the late 80s, yeah, you know, um, Keynesian theory is what he was talking about, and why it worked. Yeah. Well, anyway, I had no idea what he was talking about. Even after I graduated, I still didn't understand it, okay? Um, it's using money into the economy. It's printing, uh, yeah, it's printing fiat currency. Why the government doesn't have to back up the fiat currency with anything, just, you know, um, print more money. But I understand it now. You know, I'm sorry, but I'm 65 years old. And I wish the hell I would have been, you know, a little bit more aggressive back then and really studied it, you know. And like I'm asking you to do and your listeners to really listen to what I have to say. Because we don't have a whole lot of time left. This country is $18 trillion in debt. And who's going to pay that? You? Do you have it? If you do, I'm coming over to your house. I'm going to... Turn you upside down and shake your pockets. <laughs> yeah, I don't have nearly that kind of money to do that. You don't have it. Okay. Do you know anybody that does? Donald Trump? No, I'm just kidding. 
trillion. No, he has billions, but that's trillions, right. He's a punk. He got maybe five billion. He's a punk. Do you know how much a trillion dollars is? A trillion dollars is a thousand billion. Yeah, it's amazing. And we've got 18 of those. And 18 of those, 18,000 billions. That would be like 18,000 Donald Trumps. Well, think about that. 18,000 Donald Trumps. Yeah, that's what we're in debt. Now, where do you think this money's coming from? And by the way, Donald well, Trump. Well, for one, as you pointed out earlier, as you pointed out earlier, we're just making it, making it, and borrowing it. Now, what we're doing is we're kidding each other, and we're continuing a false economy that's about ready to collapse. And today or tomorrow would probably be right. I'm not kidding you. It's that close. I'm looking every day to see if it's going to be today, today, today. Maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. But here's the truth. In 2007 and 8, when we had the financial crisis in America, Mm-hmm. The United States of America failed. That was bankruptcy. They called it a financial crisis. And I'll give them credit. Those guys that were on the um, plunge protection team did a wonderful job of holding off the eventual collapse of the American economy. They've done it since 2008. And if you remember, Paulson went to Congress and said, if you don't go along with this quantitative easing during the Bush administration when he was leaving, Mm -hmm. then your ATM machine is not going to work. We're going to have civil strife. We're going to have people in the streets. We're going to have violence. We're going to have a meltdown of the entire economy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Or were you paying attention? Be honest. Most people weren't. I remember hearing, you know, you know, things in passing. I, you know, back then I wasn't paying attention back as much as in 2008. I, you know, probably started paying attention to things. 2012 I always kind of had a somewhat of an ear on it, uh, but nothing where you know you hear it like, oh well, you kind of. And this is probably with a lot of people. Uh, Bearing their head in the sand and things of that nature, uh, not wanting to see it, and so I think that maybe what's been you know going on now, why people don't pay attention to it, they're always hoping that well, it's I hope that don't happen, and you know I'm I'm still in a little ways there myself, so. Well, you know, we you go guys, ahead. Now we got uh, our our panelist Cindy on. He'd like to uh, uh, chime in. Go ahead. Well, what, what we all did, including me, I'm 65. You're younger than me. We all said, well, Bill, take care of it. You know, the government will take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And they did. Now, how did they take care of it? Printed a trillion a year 
out of thin air of money, currency, and put it into the, you know, economy. Every year now, for the last six years, there's $6 trillion of phony money floating around the entire world printed in the last six years. They called it quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. They did it about four or five times. Well, no, they actually did it six trillion times. <laughs> I'm, I'm six getting trillion real. Times. Yeah. Each dollar to me is, um, you know, one time. Got it. They, I understand. They six trillion dollars because of Paulson. And they're going to continue doing it. But what is that telling the rest of the world? Well, what it's telling them is the money the United States um, gave them for products and services is worthless. That's what they learned. China, Russia, um, all the other countries. They're waking up. They know now. Oh, shit. You know, um, the dollars that we invested into the United States Treasury for the last 30 years, all they're doing is devaluing it. And they're going to pay us back with currency. And I'm telling you, it could lead to World War III. That's how serious it is. Why, why do you think they haven't done anything already? We're doing it now. That's what's going on right now. With with China. And, well, yeah, because some people are talking about, you know, China's uh, being, you know, being a part of it. And some folks are scoffing at that. What are your thoughts on that, on the talk bringing China into uh, what's going on here? Well, we owe China $3 trillion right now. United States of America owes China $3 trillion bucks. That would be 3,000 times everything that Donald Trump ever made in his life. That's scary, huh? It's unfathomable. Yeah, more than 3,000 times any of our Warren Buffetts have come in and all of our most successful people in the entire the United States economy could not put a patch on the ass of what we owe China. Now, that's scary enough, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't that scare you to know that you owe your money to a communist nation? The one that's building up its military? Well, they're coming to collect, pal. If you owed me $3 trillion, I'd be right there in your backyard tomorrow. Do you think I wouldn't come and collect? Why do you think they don't come and collect? Huh? Why do you think they don't come and collect? They are. They bought the Panama Canal. Did you know that? That's a yes or no. They bought the Panama Canal? Yeah, from us. They control the Panama Canal now. That's theirs. They have Chinese troops in both ends of it on the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. Did you know that? Uh, I'd no, like I did not know. Okay. 
Do you know that they bought? Yeah, I just, I'm just yeah, I'm looking. Go ahead. Okay, look, I'll wait. Just look yeah, Panama just seeing, Canal. Uh, look up Panama Canal Chinese purchase. That was 15 years ago, I think. Yeah, let's see here. I'm looking that up now. And while, yeah. and while I'm doing that, while I'm going to go ahead and uh, doing things now here, I'm going to go ahead and get Cindy on the line. And I do see her on there. So, Cindy, um, let me go ahead and bring you into the show. Uh, thank you very much, Cindy. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. You can actually hear me now? Yeah, we can. Well, I didn't have your mic on. Okay. I didn't have your mic on yet, Cindy. I just now I just now turned your mic on. All right. Well, that's that's really weird because I thought that um, I heard the little you know, bing no, uh, sound when you oh, turn on my mic. Cindy, I'm sorry. I have uh, my computer on, and every time someone um, pings me, uh-huh. you'll hear that little bing. I can't stop it. I don't know how to stop it. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's all right. Um, yeah. I just, I just had thought that I heard it, and so I was. You uh, did hear it. Out. Yeah, there's people listening to this show from all over the country. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, what what I want to know is, uh, with a debt of three trillion dollars to just one country, and then of course, you know of course, trillions more with other people. Uh, how much longer do you think it'll be? I mean, I don't see a remedy to this, Donald Trump or no Donald Trump. I don't see a remedy to this. About how much longer do you think uh, we have until the rest of the world just basically says, okay, now we control the United States and you're going to join the the world economy and uh, you're going you're gonna, to, from now on, you're going to, be under the authority of the UN, and we will tell you what the new rules are as far as uh, the economy is concerned. Um, you're going to have to change your constitution to suit us. Uh, how how much longer would you say we can hold out until all that happens? I'd say by Friday. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, you have two days to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> So it could happen any day. I figure by Friday you'll know. I think by Friday, well, actually Monday, you'll have a bank holiday over the weekend, and Monday you won't be able to get any money out of the ATM machine. And um, that's um, on this show. We were going to do it last Wednesday, and they somehow figured out a way not to have it out there. But I'm just encouraging people, you know, to go ahead and put food in their house, um, you know, if you need tires in your car, get tires in your car. If you need a new car and you can afford it, get it, because it's going to come to a halt. Wow. And it's going to be um, this week. Everything that's happened, the low, uh, let's go this way, the high of the um, stock market was um August the 24th. You can look it up while we're talking. For the entire year. The low was August 27th. Three days later. For the entire year. We had a 20% drop in the stock market, which wiped out all of the um, 
gains or profits, if you will. You're you're the economist, right? No, no. that wouldn't be me. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't he's, want a, he's our activist. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. My no, we don't have an economist. I never saw an economist. Go ahead. Okay, but we write well, down all the profits of the entire United States in three days at the last week of August of this year. That, by any other definition, is called a depression. Yeah, sure. Well, we, we all know that we've been in this. Yeah, and we know we've been in depression. Right. The plunge protection team could not stop that. Yeah. They couldn't stop it. Yeah, but Even they could though, cover it up. Oh, yeah. They could, Just take they would, they, Look at, you could look at this, you go to N. Y-S-E dot com, NewYorkStockExchange.com. Look at last month. Look at the last week of last month. It's right there. Not Ronald Donald's opinion, right? Mm-hmm. It's right there. We just had a 20% decrease. We wiped out the, the entire year's profits for any company in the entire United States. And it wow. got better. The well, production team came in, and in the, you know they they have the computer um, giants sitting there working on it. I told you they they've intervened seventy seven times in the last thirty years. Um, otherwise, we would have collapsed already. Well, let me ask you this. What happens to all of our personal debt? Let's say some guy has, you know, ten or $12,000 worth of credit card debt to his name. What happens when this all comes down and he can't get any money out of the bank? What happens to that? Okay. We're all on our own. That's okay. Yeah, so does he, does he pay his bill or not? Well, let me just tell you, uh, while you're there, do you, are you by a computer? Yeah. Okay. Just punch in chasecrimes, all one word, dot com. That's my site. You see it? Got it. Okay. okay. As a result, I've been fighting that for about, oh, seven years, eight years. But anyway, Chase Bank stopped 526,000 credit card collection cases two weeks ago. Stopped them. So they're not even going to try to collect? Well, I don't know what they're going to do. They called it halted them. This is serious stuff. Go up and just Google. Google. You guys are out there. You can hear. Google. Chase Bank halts 500, exactly, 26,000 credit card collection cases. Will you do that for me right now? Okay. Chase Bank halts 526,000. Credit card collection cases. 
And while she's doing that, folks, let's go ahead and take uh, a few seconds here uh, to uh, hear from the Patriot Journalist Network, and then we'll be right with you. You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. This is folks. You can find the Patriot Journalist Network, uh, which Bard's Logic Political Talk is a proud member, at going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Uh, so definitely check it out. And also, if you are a Twitter user and you are listening to the show now, just give uh, Patri- uh, Patriot Journalist Network a shout there on the Twitter by putting in hash uh, for your hashtag PJNet. And just make the message that listening to Bard's Logic Political Talk, insert the link uh, that you have there for the show with the hashtag PJNet. And let uh, the other followers for you on uh, Twitter know that you're listening to the show. Whether you're doing it now live or if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go to your Twitter and in your feed, just put in listening to Bard's Logic with the hashtag PJNet, and of course, include the link to uh, tonight's show or for the recorded podcast uh, so other folks can go out and listen to the show as well. So, Cindy, did you get a, have the opportunity to look that up for them? Yeah, let me let me just tell you what the first few paragraphs here say. Uh, I, I picked uh, an article by The Consumerist. Do you know that one? Uh, anyway, um, it says this, earlier today we told you of reports that J.P. Morgan Chase had agreed to pay at least $125 million to close the books on state and federal investigations into its credit card collections practices. Now that the details of the deal have been made public, we know exactly how much the bank will pay and how many credit card accounts are affected. According to the uh, consent order, Uh, issued by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau between 2009 and 2013, Chase used questionable methods to to collect on credit card debt. The bank's practices include using so-called robo-signed affidavits, documents that were expeditiously signed without proper, if any, review in lawsuits filed against alleged debtors. The Consumer Bureau says that Chase filed more than 528,000 debt collections lawsuits during the years in question. Chase also made miscalculations in some of these lawsuits, resulting in debtors facing judgments for the wrong amounts. And even after the bank learned of its mistakes, the, the Bureau says Chase failed to notify the courts of the affected customers. And then it goes on, you know, with more detail. And you can but look anyway, at other sites, yeah. There, there's huh? more than that. Well, the name of the leading case, by the way, that uh, made these changes is called Donald versus Chase Bank. Huh. And I am Ron O'Donnell. Okay. I'm on the phone with you right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, then... 
so, like, is your life in danger? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bring that up or anything. Give anybody. <laughs> what were you going to say? So, according to this, this has been settled, and it's all not these settled. people. We're not done yet. Oh, okay. Well, this you article know. kind of makes it sound like uh, they've paid this hundred twenty-five million, and now the books are closed on it. No, they paid additionally $3.4 billion to all 50 states except for three states that refused to sign it. So mm-hmm. the $3.4 billion uh, was distributed amongst um, 47 states. But I'm proud to tell you the three states that refused to sign it, the attorney generals have to sign it. Our attorney general here in California... Um, her name is Camilla Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, she's running for U.S. Senate. Refused to sign it. Uh, we had the um, Attorney General of Mississippi refused to sign it. And we had the Attorney General of Wyoming, I'm sorry, excuse me, Montana, refused to sign it. So there were three. Now what was their what was their reasoning? Not enough money. Oh. Yeah, they want more money. Okay. And by the way, the whole case from the attorney general's side of this um, actually involves criminal prosecution. And our Attorney General, Camilla Harris, would not sign it. There's more issues to be discussed. They want to know who did it, how they do it, you know, why they did it, because they know that they they grabbed about $20 billion out of this state. And we, we want accounting. We would like to see. We just want that amount paid back. The other states took the easy money. I love my attorney general in this state, Camilla Harris, just vote for her. She's a Democrat, by the way. You guys don't like Democrats? It's all right. She wants <laughs> money. She wants the money to be paid back. And whether a Democrat or a Republican, I think that's fair. She's asking for an accounting. Sure. You know, and on this radio show, we're not going to be able to you know, uh, explain all the details because it's lengthy. I've been working yeah. on it eight years, eight years. Yeah. You know. Well, what is this going to mean for what is this going to mean for Chase in the long run? Are they going to have to? Are they going to go under, and then we're going to have to bail them out again? Well, here's the truth: the Chase and all the other top six banks are. Um, basically owned by the United States Treasury. Mm-hmm. That's where they get because their license. Of, because of quantitative easing. Well, did you ever see a United States Treasury uh, branch down there at your hometown? No. <laughs> well, take a look at your bank now. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> They're employees well, of the Treasury of the United States. Every bank. So, Okay. I know that's a hard concept to go ahead and um, wash your head through. 
But when you think about it, like if you go to the post office, well, we have one in every town, right? Right. Where's the United States uh, Treasury Department presence in every town? Yeah. Take a look. Okay, at well, the I bank. just want to know. I'm just trying to figure out what this is going to cost me, the taxpayer. Um, well, you're going to, I said by Friday, right? Yeah. You're going to have a bail-in. That's coming. Oh, you're going to have a what? A bail-in. Okay. Do you know what that is? Uh, kind of like a sit-in. <laughs> a what? Anything like a sit-in? <laughs> uh, you can Wikipedia. Just, no, type it in to your Google. Bail-in Greece. Put in Greece. And you'll know oh, what a bailing is. We're going to be... So we're going to be like Greece. Well, we are Greece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look in but the only difference is the only difference is our economy was so huge and so multifaceted that the news media and the government and the big banks all together were able to hide everything that was going on underneath the surface, whereas smaller governments like Greece and uh, uh, Portugal, Spain, uh, those guys don't have the, the 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 room. They don't have the places, you know, like you play hide-and-seek, you look for the best house that has the most rooms to hide in or the most little corners to hide in. And, and Greece, Greece has no corners to hide in. We're the United States is a big Victorian home with all kinds of places to hide. And and um and so we we were we were they were able to hide it all from us. Is that what you're saying? I understand what you're saying, except for um, from a legal perspective with a doctorate degree in law where I'm sitting here. Okay. Uh, hiding those kind of words um, don't meet the standard. What I am yeah. saying is, we have legally, not you and I, but I mean the government, have manipulated the. Um, economy of the United States of America right. totally illegally and the next sucker that's going to pay is people that have their money in 401k accounts. That's your retirees that have been putting their money away for 30 yeah. years. In other words, that's oh. the next target and that's what they did to Greece and that's what they're going to do. And when you wake up I mean, it's already gone down 30%. All 401Ks across the United States of America, I'm asking people, look at your retirement account. You've just lost 30% since last Wednesday. Yeah. I know that's that. scary? IRAs, too? I, I include that in that. Keos, 501Ks, IRAs. Okay. You lost thirty percent, and you don't even know it. Did you haven't looked? Yeah. Just I go on the internet and see what you did last month. 
from August 24th until now, you are one-third poorer. So okay, is there, any way, is there any way for Congress to refuse to fund this bail-in? Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, it seems to me the only way to stop all of this stuff is just to shut down the government completely and I don't mean the way get Obama decides to shut it down with paying certain people he likes and then nobody else paid. I'm talking about a complete government shutdown. Just, I mean, send everybody home. Um, well, here's the problem with Obama. He has no education. Yeah. And not a clue what we're talking about. Do you suppose that he doesn't even he know what they're about, about to do? So, so do you suppose he even doesn't know what they're about to do? No. That's scary, huh? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I thought surely at least. <laughs> I know you'd give him enough credit, huh? I mean, the way he jets around and stuff on vacation, I've always thought that he just has everybody else doing everything and or they are in control, and he just is their guy out there to take the pen in hand and, and the cell phone in the ear and do what they want him to do. But him at least or, he understood what know, it was. I know, it's scary. Him or Hillary Clinton have no clue, including, uh, what's his name, Perry? Uh, Terry, I'm sorry. They no, have no background in finance. Yeah. They don't they if you ask them one single question that we are discussing on this radio show, they could not answer it. Well they'll pretend like they can and they'll get No, they don't even do that. Yeah. You could never get the question in. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have handlers, you know. So if yeah. you tried to say, hey listen, how much is like one in one well, that's that's outside of their realm. Do you hear me now? I mean, come on. Obama was nothing but a community organizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. A so-called uh, constitutional uh, lawyer, scholar, or whatever the hell they wanted to call it. Yeah, that's what he said. So everybody well, voted I- for because they hated Bush. Well, I see that. Mm-hmm. I see that in George Bush, too. George W. was just a product of his dad and all those um, elitists. Um, Not like Enron. They just, wanted somebody, they just wanted somebody that they could get in there and control, and, and George no, Jr. was... No, they really didn't know who he was. Remember, he only won, like, in two weeks. Hillary was the... Uh, coronated uh, candidate for the Democratic Party. And I'm a Democrat, by the way. Yeah. And I'm, I've already vowed I will not vote for Hillary. No matter what, I'll vote for a Republican. And I'm on the Central Committee of the State of California, Democratic Central Committee. Yeah. I, you know that, and they don't like it, and that's not my problem. What do you think about – now, I know this is a little off subject, but since you're a Democrat, I'd like to pick your brain a little bit. Would you mind? I don't care. Ronald Reagan was a Democrat, too, remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, maybe we'll get you over on a 
the other side here pretty soon. But uh, although well, it's, it's like the other side is, well, the other side is imploding into the other into the D side anyway. So. <laughs> Well, I might get booted out, and then I'll have to be a Republican. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm, well, I'm hoping for. Because if they don't change, I don't want to be a Democrat. If they're going to continue yeah. this, and I will well, I do what you. i got to do. I don't blame you. Just so, like Reagan. Ask, answer me this. Um, the DNC recently put out a statement supporting this uh, Black Lives Matters uh, drive. This, this I have never drive. seen that. Well, I, I heard it on a Fox yeah, you News better, show. When you're dealing with me, with my yeah. legal background of 44 yeah. years, I need to see that because I don't believe you. Uh, you may have read a post somewhere that said that, but no, the Democratic Party never put that out. Well, I am that's 100% what Sean Hannity against, said. Uh, no, that's I what don't Sean care. I want to see it. Okay. And well, what we don't do is spread lies. Well, I haven't heard anybody... Now, wait a minute. Uh, you just made a I statement. Heard... I'm on my computer. On, Show me where the Democratic Party said that. I'll look yeah. it up. Okay. Well, I, I didn't hear where any of the I Democrats... I didn't have Hold any... Hold on. We don't, we don't, we don't talk over each other here, guys. I know, I but what I'm saying, young lady, is you can't get away with that with me. I'm well, on my computer... Okay. I... Where do I'm I look that up? You made a statement. I'm looking it up right now. Where? Okay. Well, I, all I know is I heard you it heard on Sean Hayes. Okay. You don't know that. No, I don't know where true. he got it. It's I don't know where he got it. It's not true. It's not true. When you're dealing with me, you can get on Google and look it up. No, I, I'm happy to know. I'm happy to know that it's not true. I I would like to know true. that. And I would like to hear the whole thing be stopped by um, President Obama and Al Sharpton. And, and They're um, not going to do anything. I, the I only thing we can do out. is... No, we need well, to no, get rid of them. We don't talk over each other here. we got to get rid of them. All of them. But, you know, they could stop the whole race war that is brewing by just getting on the television or wherever they their stump is and telling the, the people of that Black Lives Matters and all these other groups and say, look, guys, this is not how to get rela- race relations. Y'all need to stop what you're doing. What you're doing is wrong. It's not what I endorse. If but they would do that. the Democratic Party. That is the new Black Panthers, Al Sharpton and Barack Obama and his uh, Islamic um, friends that went in and took over the White House, although they know nothing about the fundamentals of the economy, they know how to take money from Islamic leaders. That's why Obama bowed when he went and visited The the Islamic, which no president in the United States of America has ever bowed to a president of another country, especially Islam. So, no, we noticed that. And no, Democrats did not agree to that. Uh, The Democrats I know, 
you know, they're in the military. Uh, whether you know it or not, they're in the police force. Whether you know it or not, they're, uh, you know, in the across the entire United States. Workers, they call them. They're mm-hmm. carpenters. They're laborers. They don't um, bow to anybody. We don't bow to the bankers as Obama did to the money lobby, which I call the Republicans. The Republicans okay. bow to anybody. Well, they can get some it, money in their pocket. We don't bow to anybody. Okay, well, do you know what the Daily Beast is? Yeah, I read it. Okay, Not well, every day, but they I have read an article. They have an article here where their article is actually saying that the uh, Black Lives Matter movement has rebuffed the Democrat National Committee's resolution in support of them. It says there is no national committee that supported them. Show me that. I'm a Democrat in the Central Committee of California, and I don't see that. Well, all I know is the Black Lives Matter. I have to tell you what. I'm going to say it again. Show it to me. Well, I'm 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 trying to read you what I'm looking at, okay, so that you know where I'm getting. Hold on. You're listening to crap. (laughs) Do you believe everything you see on Facebook? Show me the Democratic National Committee stance on that. Show it to me. I don't know where to find their. I don't know where to find their endorsement. No, no, you can don't, don't. That's a problem with this country. Ronald Reagan said, "Trust but verify." Let's verify your statement right now before you read it. Where do I look to see that the Democratic well, Party said that? I'm seeing a lot of articles about it. So what, no, I they're all lying. The statement from the Democratic Party and who signed it. Okay. Um, That's what I want. This is from from MSNBC online. Okay, that's a news media. And who signed this Democratic Party statement? Well, I don't know. Let me me just read you what they say. I don't know is a very important part of this topic. Because I want to see it. Well, I haven't read it yet. That's why I don't know. Well, you're on the radio and you're saying something. And repeating something that you didn't read yet. Well, I, I have to admit, I was I was assuming that Sean assuming, had already done assuming, his homework. Asshole, you and me assume. Well, can I can I read back you what MSNBC no, right said? Hold on. No, back one, one, okay. Well, let's let's not get things out of control here because that's something no, we that to. I see on the uh, our country. Hold on. And we're uh, here. Hold on. I want to. Hold, I want to. I want proof of this. Hold on. Okay. Just, now let, let, let's go over. Let, well, hold on. Let's go over. Uh, you know some of the ground rules here. I, I haven't had to do this well, in a while, but um, if you should know, hold, 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 no, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Seriously. Ah, back it up. Okay. Hold on. One of the things we do here. Is I've I've said this many a times on you know truth. on the show. Hold and on, hold on. Okay, hold, I'm hold, waiting. Hold on. 
Okay, thank you. Let me get my words out. Okay. One of the things that I've always said on the show since we've had it is that, you know, when I watch talk shows, we have people talking over each other, yelling over at each other, talking over each other. I can't stand that. Okay. We don't do well, – hold on. I we don't can't. do that here. Okay. Back Relax. She's going to do it. She's going to do right, it. But please don't overtalk. Okay, don't overtalk me. Nobody. Okay. Hold on. Back it up. And I'm not saying she's not going to. I would love Ronald. to see that. Okay, Ronald. Okay, that's fine. But all I'm saying is, and I'm not disagreeing with you, what I'm saying is that we give, I mean, we're, we give respect to our guests, our audience, our panelists, myself, I guess. And one thing we don't do is let's not talk over each other. I can't stand we to see that lie. on other talk shows. I'm not going to have lie. it here. I'm not saying, yes, okay, uh, well, I understand, and I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm then saying is let's not talk you. over. Let's not talk over people when they are talking. I say this We're to my daughter all the time. If my, I, under, I understand. Can I get this out, please? You know, with all due respect to everyone, let's hold on. I know we're, we're passionate you know, this important stuff. But all I'm yeah, saying is we try to be – let's be – wait a minute. Let's be respectful here to everybody. And I say, as I said, I say this to my daughter all the time. If my mouth is moving, that means yours does not move. So if someone no, is talking, let's give them let's give them the opportunity. She made a comment that the national I understand. Democratic Party. I understand, sir, I understand, but please quit well, interrupting me and, and don't interrupt. Oh, I, I and I'm going to have her do that while someone is talking. Let's not let's let them finish talking before we before we interrupt. Now let's okay? go ahead and correct. Let's correct lies when you hear them. <laughs> Okay, and I'm not and I'm not saying she's not going to be, you know, go with well, what I'll she wait. said. But all I'm saying I'll is, when, when she's I'll okay, wait. okay, I'll I appreciate that because I hate. Okay, because I, I would hate to have to mute anybody uh, while someone else is talking. Cindy, uh, do, do well, we're going to bring it over to you? I see Kelly's on the line. Kelly came at a very interesting time, and anyone else you'd like to chime in, give us a call at three four seven nine four five seven four. To wait. Uh, definitely, you know, some important information, and I don't disagree with our guest, you know, about, you know, backing up information. Don't disagree with that. But all one of the things we've always said here on the show, uh, even since its inception, is don't always believe everything you hear from us or even from another source. Do the research yourself. We, all, we said that from the very beginning, and uh, we still hold to that. And so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Cindy. And while Cindy is talking, let's have no one. Uh, interrupt while she's talking and then we'll bring it over uh, back to you Ronald then we'll get Kelly in and then uh, we'll move forward but, but please folks let's go ahead and, and do all of it with respect without uh, interrupting people uh, because that's one of the things uh, that I like to think differentiates uh, this show than other ones is, is we do uh, not ever ever talk uh, a person when they are speaking go ahead Cindy okay this MSNBC article was written on August 28th of this year by Alex Seitzwald. It's in a, he's out of Minneapolis. And it says this, the Democratic National Committee passed a resolution Friday afternoon, that was last Friday, supporting the, excuse me, this one before, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement at the party's summer meeting. The National what Party also affirmed, 
The National Party party also affirmed a resolution supporting same-sex marriage in every state and another honoring the son of Vice President Joe Biden, uh, who passed, uh, excuse me, his son, Bo Biden, who passed away in May. Okay, so it made, they're talking, they're reporting that three different resolutions were made at this summer meeting. Now, I don't have, I don't have the resolutions in front of me, but it seems difficult to believe that so many people, I mean, I'm looking down here at how many articles there are, and there's tons of them, and all different uh, genres of, of, um, uh, media, you know, uh-huh. from conservative to Democrat uh, controlled media. So I don't, I, I, I don't know uh, what else to do other than call the Democrat National Party and say, can you give me a copy of your resolution? I mean, maybe you uh, have access that's to that, that's but I don't have. Hmm? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. So anyway, um, I just wondered. Uh, well, I'm know, reading something it, here. Uh, you know, I just looked it up, okay. And it says here from the Hill, okay. Mhm. Out of respect, it opens with um, Democratic Party rejects resolution on Black Lives Matter. It was not passed. It was presented. Okay, so the, 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 hold on, Cindy, Cindy, hold on, let him finish, go ahead, Ronald. What I'm saying is, that's the problem in our country, is the spin, okay? And that's but, what makes everybody stupid, it makes us look bad, that's what Donald Trump's saying, okay? Anybody can... Are you, Hold on, Cindy. Let him finish, and then we'll, we'll bring it back to your question. Anybody can present a resolution and ask them to vote on it, and the Democratic Party, they can't stop people, radicals, from presenting a resolution because it's, um, you know, part of the process, the Democratic process, whether you're a Republican. It's part of the process. It doesn't matter. You present a resolution. That resolution was not passed. Um, so your statement can that you, the Democratic can you, um, Party passed it. Can you tell me? Can you tell me the um, the Hill um, article? What's the article's name? Well, you just said. And by the way, there's nothing. The, the Hill is a publication that you can just hit the Hill. I, yeah, I got that. But I, I, I there's different. Uh, there's one article that, here. So it's not. It's not even an issue. You're reading spin. You're reading. Uh, you know, I call it Facebook bullshit. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what article you're seeing because. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, show me the resolution I, number. Everywhere. Are you sure that your article okay, is not let me, saying let me that? Little, hold on, real quick, real quick. I'm going to interject here, folks. I got a question for both of you. Maybe since we're all, all doing some research here, um, 
that would be great. And if anyone uh, listening and wants to do some research as well, and, and since you are a dem, uh, you know, a Democrat here, Ronald, uh, you would probably have uh, at least I would think the more access to something of that nature than either of us would. Is what kind of access oh, you would, would you have where you can actually look up? The, uh, do do you have access to uh, like uh, the the notes or the um, you know to the or the minutes well, to a that, national committee? Even better than that, I submitted personally, um, and it was authored by um, a federal appeals attorney, Lenore Albert, uh, here in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, five resolutions on the party platform that were approved two weeks ago. Okay. So do I know resolutions? Yes, I sponsor them. We amounted to 25% of the entire platform of the Democratic Party. And you can look her up, Lenore Albert, attorney. Okay. Not one resolution ever even mentioned what you just said, let alone get approved. What you're looking at is spin. I have resolution numbers that were approved, if you'd like them, all five of them. This is, and this is what I've been this trying is to tell you lies. If, if this is not true, then this is not, not just true. a spin. This is a lie. In the, That's the why news. I'm calling it out. Well, but it's, reading, not a, it's not a spin. They do that on Facebook, and they do it on the Internet all the time. If you don't have a resolution number, and I have one resolution number for all five of the resolutions that I just had approved two weeks are you ago. Talking about, are you talking about the summer meeting? No, I'm talking about two weeks ago. I, I, you want to call that the summer meeting? I well, call it the meeting in San Francisco two weeks ago. Held in San Francisco. At the, you know, Wyatt Hotel. And there was not any mention of Black Lives Matter there. So when you say that, that is defamatory to the Democratic Party. Unless you show me a resolution number, which I have mine, okay, then what you're doing is repeating lies. And that's the danger here in America now. That's what's wrong with this country. You hear something from some uh, idiot that's sitting on a damn uh, internet, and they look at something, they think, figure that must be true, it's on Facebook. Well, no, it's not. It's somebody spinning. And then when you repeat it, it only makes matters worse. You're not doing... By repeating lies, you're actually harming your neighbors by repeating lies. And that's what makes you and other people that can't think straight dangerous to this entire country. I am saying, with respect to you, young lady, 
verify everything you say. I can. And what you just said is a total lie. Now, maybe you didn't mean to repeat it, but you need to start looking it up. You need to start thinking like an adult. You need to stop repeating bullshit. And and that's why, you know, what, real quick, and then then you can get in, is that uh, that's why I'd like to see where we can get either some kind of minutes or some kind of, uh, you know, transcripts of the summer meeting. No, it's the resolution number. I asked What's the resolution number? Does anyone Pastor. have it? Well, I'm asking anybody. Do you have it? Does she have it? Does you know? No, uh, you resolution I don't have any access to a uh, to a, no, a number one way or the other. Yeah, you do. Huh? Come on. Where, you know, where can I get a, a resolution number for the DMC? Yeah, where can we get? Yeah, where, where, yeah, where can we get that? Just look up DNC resolutions right now on Google. Well, yeah, well, here, here's on, what I here's. No, it's here, here's what I got. No, look right, it up. DNC resolutions. Everyone I'm, I'm that was passed right is on there. There's. Um, there's, I'm I'm on chairman's statements right now, but I'm keeping on going through. Yeah, so you never looked it up, but you're on a radio show telling Americans that you know what you're talking about and you don't. I didn't say That's I knew what, what I was talking called. about. I said what I said to you was, I heard ahead, on Cindy. the Let's radio today. That, hold that, on, that, hold on, that, that sir. Let her finish. I let her. She she was. Ronald, she was didn't interject when you were talking, so don't interject. Go ahead, Cindy. I I said that I heard on the radio that that the DNC had made this resolution. What did you think about it? And I, I didn't say that I knew it. I didn't say I knew it for a fact. Go ahead, Cindy. I just heard someone else say it. Okay, so you heard a rumor, and I asked you about it. And I told you it's bullshit. Well, did you look at that? Is that fair? I mean, I'm running for state senate. I'm not running for class president. I understand that. Yeah. You need to show me the resolution that you're referring to that says that the Democratic Party endorsed Black Lives Matter. Show me. All right. Well, I've Googled DNC resolutions myself here, and the first yeah. thing that comes up, um, now this is the first thing on Google in the news that says, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just reading straight from Google, okay? Uh, the, the very top one uh, says, Black Lives Matter causes more headaches for Dems by rejecting DNC resolution. Also says, and this well, is, you know, I'm just pointing out what it is. Right, so. Where can that's what I'm saying is when you put in DNC resolutions, there's not at least on the first page. I wonder, and I wonder how far you have to actually uh, dig well, in order to find something you can find the actual line, resolutions. That it was rejected. It was rejected by the by the. That was rejected by the Black, by the Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter people. 
but it was not. No, the Black Lives Matter people rejected that resolution. You're reading spin. They do this. It was rejected by the Democratic Party. If it were accepted, there would be a resolution number. Okay, can you can on the information where it's been rejected? Okay, yeah. are you where are you seeing where it where the resolution was proposed but rejected? Where where are you where do you see that? Then we can we can look that up. Well, you're talking to her, not me. No, I'm asking you. Now, I, mean, I don't you, know. I never where, saw where, it. Until this where I never, I never saw that. Oh, so you haven't no, seen you, where you the. Just, you just said a minute ago that the DNC rejected it. Um, I'm saying I looked article. it up while we were on this phone call. Right. But prior to this phone it? call, I never heard of this. Okay, so what was the link that you looked up just now that said I did that DNC uh, resolutions passed? Okay, that's what I did. And... But this is really important that we're talking about this because mm-hmm. the lies and the uh, spin that's being done is why our country is in so much trouble. The Democratic Party never um, passed a resolution supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. That's just the way it is. Period. The end. And, you know, you need to know that because, hey, it matters. And that's what they're doing in California, too. They spin the news. They spin, you know, um, the truth. They lie like hell. And they just keep passing it on, passing it on. But the real Democrats here are working people that work for a living, um, that are trying to protect their homes, protect their lives, protect their families. And honestly... They're not radical nutcases, as this story portrays. You're looking at politics, and all they're doing is lying about it. I'm actually on the. You mentioned on the it's a, the Democrats dot org. Uh, the, the the you know says Democrat National Committee, and what I did is I googled DNC website. I got Democrat National Committee at www.democrats.org because I'm trying right. to find uh, the, where, you know, where to go. Pass the resolution and, Black Lives Matter. Well, I'm trying to find where you can find the resolutions at all, and I'm not seeing where you can even look up the resolution. Well, it's, it's that, that were passed. To see, um, but I'll guarantee you there's no um, resolution that was ever passed about Black Lives Matter. There's and there's and unfortunately it seems right now as I can't even look it up to see uh, what that is. Well, how about your? Well, I, mean, I can't see any. I can't see. I can't. I can't. I can't see any of the resolution. No, I mean oh, I'm, yes, not, that's, I'm presuming is there. Is she on the other line? Is she still with us? 
Yeah, she's still with us. Yeah, I'm still Young here. Lady, are you there? Take a yeah, look. Yeah, I'm here. Do you see a resolution passed by the Democratic Party supporting um, Black Lives Matter? I can't find any resolutions where they. All yeah, we I can't see find is, confirmation or denial of that of that being the case. Yeah, right I can't now, find. Right now, I don't. I don't see. Right now, I don't see. Right now, I don't see any proof either way. The only thing that I've seen through doing some research here live on the show while going into Google was articles of saying how it was passed uh, by the Democrats. I'm not saying that the, the validity of it. I'm just saying that that is what I am finding when I'm looking it up. Now it could be very well as you say is that it's been, and they're just trying to say that to put the Democrats in a certain light. Now, while I see the MSNBC and the Huffington Post saying that about Democrats who generally, uh, at least on the surface. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Generally, at least on the surface, see where they are more prone to, you know, try to put Democrats uh, in a positive light, uh, well, the you Democrats know, say something that's a lie. For Hillary Clinton, they're not voting for um, Black Lives Matter. They're uh, totally against uh, civil unrest. You don't know Democrats, pal. You know they try to portray us as a bunch of crazy people. No, we're the guys that built this country. We're the people that went ahead and did the work. We put in the infrastructure. We did the bridges. We did the roads. We're the construction people. We're the plumbers. We're the carpenters. We're the workers in this country. We're the military. We're the guys that go out on the front lines and get shot in Vietnam. Get shot because we go there and they send us there. Your Republican Party. We are independent, fighting against ourselves. We're fighting against people that are putting shit out there that are lying through their teeth. And I am asking you, I'm challenging you again, to show me the Democratic Party resolution to back up what you just said. Okay. Well, and we're going to have to... And we're, Well, and for one, we, for one, it appears that at least on the DNC website, they don't give uh, the general public access they don't have to. to what the resolutions are. It was never are. approved. Oh, Anybody I'm can go ahead any re- Hold on, Ronald. Hold on. You're, I understand you're getting fired up. Um, is that uh, It's not just that resolution. When I'm on their website, I don't see where there's access to any resolution, well, such as that one. It's I've been, and the only thing that I found... I've been looking it up. We've been looking it up. And the only thing we found is what, you know, folks in the media are seeing, because obviously they would have uh, like the Huffington Post. What what I'm saying is, I tell you what, let's put, let's put this to rest. And if you can bring something, uh, you know, as I said, if you can bring, because you're a a Democrat. Show me, show me. Okay, sir, you're a Democrat. You would have more access to, you know, Democratic resolutions saying that where it was not passed. All I'm asking is to just send us something that would show that it was voted down by the Democrats in the resolution. That's all that 
I'm asking for. I think at this point we're running around in circles. We're not getting anything accomplished. I think we're just, uh, you know, having arguments here. The only thing that we were able to find by doing our Google searches is by have articles by places such as the Huffington Post, as I mentioned earlier, such as MSNBC, who they themselves, who have a history of supporting the Democrat Party uh, in their media, uh, stating that, yes, the resolution was passed. I'm not saying that there's uh, truth or validity in that. The only way we can know for sure, I guess, is to go by the source, as my friend Mark Prasik has always said, go to an author- uh, authoritarian source and find it. And I guess the most uh, or the best source to go to would be straight from uh, the Democrat resolutions where we can find it. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be accessible to us here. And I feel like, as I said, Ronald, you would have more access to it than I would or even Cindy or perhaps anyone else. Since you are running for Senate for them, uh, perhaps you would be able to get that information to us showing that where we can look at it ourselves and see that, indeed, uh, what MSNBC and the Huffington Party is putting out is lies, and so we can look at that. And so let's go ahead and, you know, shelf this topic, uh, because I don't think we are getting anywhere on it. And so let's go ahead and move on uh, to this, or we can even talk, you know, about the illegal foreclosures more so in depth. That's also another topic, Ron, that I know you are uh, passionate about, and so maybe some of the other things we talked about. Uh, we're not here really to talk about party politics or even Black Lives Matter uh, movement for that instance. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, move forward. Can we do that, Ronald? What's your name? Honey, what's your name? My I'm name or Cindy? My, na- my name is Cindy. Okay, Cindy, I'm going to send it to you, okay? Thank you. I'm not, sure. I'm not angry with you. I'm angry with what they've done to my party. How these people got in and lied and stolen the Democratic Party from the working people. Well, why I don't do that? That's why I'm on the show. They did the same thing to us Republicans. We're not controlled by by our base anymore. But, Cindy, I'm not angry with you. You understand? Mm-hmm. I'm angry at how great the devil works, how <laughs> evil these people are. They want either Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton in the White House. And my job, I swear to you, is neither. Me too. They'll lie to either side of the party. They'll tell the Republicans one thing. They'll tell the Democrats another. They'll keep us arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. And they use all the, you know, media to do this. But when you call them on a point, what is that resolution number? And you can't show it, and you can't even look it up on the Internet. Aren't we being used? Oh, we yeah, said sure. that. We, we, sure we said this many times that. Well, yeah, we've said that many times on on the show, is that both the Democrat and the Republican parties are having us pit against ourselves. And, you know, I think what we just experienced here on the show tonight, the prime example, you know, could be a prime example of that. Um, But I really wish we could, you know. We're trying, like, she's hitting the Internet and she can't find it. 
I'm over here on the internet. I can't find it. It's not real. And we just spent about an hour. Are but you it's saying, really now, correct. Let, me, let me get let me just make one last thing clear and then we'll move on. Are you saying that no resolution was even brought before them at all dealing no, with Black Lives that. Matter? I never said that. There's okay. millions of yeah. resolutions brought. You could be an idiot yeah, well, and, and file a resolution proposal. I'm I said it was never passed. I'm, I'm talking about at that special meeting, at that um, that summer meeting. Well, at that meeting I was at, I was there. The only proposals that were passed are listed categorically, and they have a number next to them. Where, where, just tell us where to find that. <laughs> well, I'd like to show you the five that I did that are passed. Okay, no, go all to of Cal- them. Not yeah. just the ones that you did, but all of them. Well, I, I can't teach you all this stuff just on a telephone here. Oh, I don't want you to teach me. I just want you to tell me where to go to get the list. To That's get all. the truth? Well, we, we, we can't, Cindy. We can't get it because this is a list that he oh, has yeah, yeah. for being at that meeting. Well, no, right. here, it's, it's published under cadem.org for C- anyone that wants to see it. C-A-E-M. Well, because it's California, right. Okay, I think what the def- I think what may be the difference here is that while we're talking at first the state, um, you know, the state of California may have not had a national resolution, but uh, I think they were talking about the National Democratic Party having some there type of resolution. No I don't know. I don't really – well, and, that, and at this point, I'll be honest with you, folks. At this point, I mean, if the Democrats did or did not, I frankly don't care, and this is why. Because well, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, especially – well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not, no, I do care. Ronald, well, I do I'm care about the, the lies. What I mean – no, what I mean – hold on, Ronald. Let me speak, please, is that – what I mean by not caring is this. You don't mind of course, if they're, if they're, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Please let me finish, okay? What I mean is I'm not saying I don't care about the lies. Of course we do. We want the truth, okay? Well, what I mean is that regard, what, I, what I mean is regardless of whether they did or did not, okay, one, it has no bearings on what we're talking about tonight on the topic tonight, no bearings whatsoever. If they did it, 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 it really, does it really affect the nation? Uh, but they did do yes, it, no. and it no. does affect this conversation. No, right, they let's, didn't. Let's, See, let's go you're back trying to, to do our, that spin shit. No, I'm trying to to our original there conversation. is no resolution. They did not do it. And you can spin and spin. We wasted I'm a half an hour. I'm not spinning anything, Ronald. Why are you saying no, I'm spinning something? I'm not spinning anything. continue a lie. You have okay, to continue. Let's move on. I'm let's, not continuing anything. I'm just saying that since I don't have anything in front of me, then why did you okay, bring I it up? I cannot confirm nor did it. Well, I cannot confirm it nor can I. The, well, hold on. I cannot confirm or deny 
any of it because I do not see it. It's not okay, I have an article here I got off Okay, Facebook. hold Wait, on. I'm looking at it. Jesus was Chinese. Send it to me. Okay. I got it right you here. You have my email address. Send it to me. Okay. You have my Jesus email address, Ronald. Chinese. Please send it to me. Okay. <laughs> Please send it to me. He's Chinese. So, Ronald, let me, let me ask you a different question then. All right. Talking about the, the foreclosures that the um that the banks have been doing, I guess by the hundreds of thousands or even millions. Twelve um, million. All right. What ha what what happens in the end when uh a bank like Chase is um is proven that they have mishandled these foreclosures, they've foreclosed prematurely they've done things that were either illegal or um unethical or whatever you want to call it um and now it's been you know for some people it's been as much as um 7 years since yeah. their foreclosure um yeah. they've all gone bankrupt uh some some of them have gone bankrupt some of them have rolled up their sleeves and and gotten back out there and, and got back into the marketplace. Uh, others have gone into poverty. Um, now, what is what is their recourse when this all comes down, and or if it all comes down, and and we find that these banks are held are, need to be held accountable? What what is it? What what good is it for them? You know, seven years out, uh, is there any recourse for them? Well, all I can do is uh, tell you um, that if you go on foreclosureammunition.com, that's my website, okay? One of the things that I will send you is the Attorney General of the State of California, Camilla Harris's uh, amicus uh, curiae brief that she filed with the California Supreme Court that is going to be heard in the next 30 days. She gives 14 uh, examples across the entire United States of America of why the foreclosures are wrongful. What's that site again? Foreclosurewhat.com? Ammunition. That's the name of my group. We're a national group. Okay. One word, by the way. Right. But you'll see there are 14 major decisions across the entire United States of America that, by the way, the Attorney General is the highest law enforcement official in a state. So this isn't Ronald O'Donnell's opinion. This is, after three years of research and study, her opinion. And we've been working on this for eight years. Uh, this page is saying, and this web, web page is not available. Isn't that funny? I'll send it to you. Look up, Kamala, look up California Attorney General Amicus Brief. <laughs> A-M-I-C-U-S. 
Okay, I've got um Go ahead. The Attorney General's amicus brief. Are we still there? Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Are you, are you saying, are, is this the Attorney General Attorney General Paxton? Did you find it? Well, it's, I mean, well, I have. Here's, uh, it, it, well, here, here, here's what I've got, and actually this was uh, uh, put forth to me by our one of our panelists, Dan, who was unable to make it with us tonight, but he is listening to the show. Uh, and he was able to, uh, of course, still make some contribution. Wasn't able to call in, but he, he was able to do some research for us. And so uh, let me read this, and, and let's see what we, we get from there so we can finally put this uh, uh, to bed with this uh, movement. We're, it says resolute, this is on www.kdem.org. Uh, it's on the activist yep. resources. Resolution, uh, here it says, resolution in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, resolution 15 dot zero eight dot twenty says resolution i'm just going to read it and so let's um here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mute everybody but myself while i read this and then uh we can finally put this thing to bed and thank you dan for uh sending this to us and as i said this is resolution 15.08.20 and after i read this and we're just gonna let it go Okay, it says, Resolution in Support of the Black Lives Matter Movement, whereas the California Democrat Party, Democratic Party upholds the ideas of equal justice under the law, racial justice, police accountability, and human dignity for all people, and the extrajudicial killing of black people in this country has deep roots in the dehumanizing system of white supremacy that once defined black bodies as property and persistent in the form of lynching during the 100-plus years of Jim Crow, and whereas the recent killings and deaths while in police custody of unarmed black men, women, and children, including Sandy Bland, Freddie Gray, Walter Scott, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Oscar Grant, Tamir Rice, and too many others, compel questioning of whether or not equal justice under the law is possible for African Americans. And these deaths are indicative of a growing racial division that threatens the current and future well-being of our country and whereas there is a widening gap of trust between law enforcement and the African-American community, and closing this widening gap of trust requires that we address the underlying inequalities and continue to divide people in this country along racial lines. And while we recognize there have been some strides made within police departments across the nation to engage in constructive dialogue and good-faith efforts, to improve relations among police officers and African-Americans. We believe that the institutional racism in American society undermines the realization of the concepts of racial justice and equal justice under the law. That problem still exists, and that improvements are needed in order to protect lives. Therefore, be it resolved, the California Democratic Party supports Black Lives Matter movement, community meetings, and peaceful demonstrations, and therefore, be it further resolved, the California Democratic Party calls for the creation and dissemination of a national model for community policing, 
well-funded and thoughtful programs that will provide marginalized young people access to academic and career programs and an end to institutionalized racism. A copy of this resolution shall be sent to the Democratic members of the United States Congress and California State Legislature. Sponsored by Heen Kelly and the CDP African American Caucus. Adopted, and this is where it might be big, it says, adopted by the California Democratic Party at its summer-fall 2015 e-board meeting, Hyatt Regency, August 16, 2015. And as I said, I read that for everyone. And so just take that as you may. And perhaps another time that can be discussed, but I just wanted to close that in. And, again, uh, Dan, even though while you're not here, you still are, which we appreciate it and your contributions, and we hope to hear you back on the show soon. So let me go ahead and open up the mics. And, Cindy, you were talking about uh, you two are opening. I do see Kelly on the line. So, Kelly, go ahead and push that one on the number dial uh, when you are ready to chime in uh, to tonight's show, and we'll get you in. But first, let's go ahead and bring it back to the topic of the illegal foreclosures. And I do see Kelly wants to chime in. And so what we're going to do is go ahead and get Kelly the opportunity to do so because we're almost in the extended period of the show. And with the extended period of the show, uh, if you're not called in at 347-945-7428, unfortunately, you will not be able to hear the extended period uh, of the show. And uh, so if you don't call in then, uh, you will still be able to hear the uh, whole part of the podcast by going to the link and doing that. And of course, I do once again, if you are a Twitter user and are listening to the show, uh, whether live now or on the archive, listen to the podcast, go ahead and do a hashtag on Twitter saying listening to Bard's Logic and supply the link. And if you have room, the topic as well. And then with the hashtag PJNet. And so we will continue on. Uh, with our conversation, but uh, first let's go ahead and at least give uh, our panelist Kelly a opportunity to speak before we go back to our original topic. So we want to be able to get him in uh, at least before the part which we get into the extended period, and then we'll bring it back to you, Cindy, and then yourself, Ronald, and then, of course, uh, we'll bring it back to you, Kelly. But first let's go ahead and bring Kelly into the show. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Is uh, Can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, and you're and you're in California as well, correct? Yeah, we're Northern California up here, Siskiyou County. Um, hey, Ron. Um, yeah, I I wanted to throw out some thoughts about our police brutality situation across the nation. Um, like with Ferguson, what I was really bothered with, uh, which by the way, Ron, I wrote a book about the grand jury. What yeah. I was really bothered with was that the prosecutor brought um, the officer before the grand jury. If you or I committed a crime, we wouldn't get to be in front of a grand jury except for New York, where it's in the state statutes. And so, um, of course, you know what a grand jury is. It has full power to investigate, issue an indictment or a presentment, um, even go after uh, corrupt government officials. And so the very thing we need to do is stop the power of the prosecutor from controlling and manipulating the grand jury. We don't need to get rid of the grand jury. We need to somehow get 
um, the power out of the hands of the prosecutors so that... I agree with you 100%. You what? 100%. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The, the grand jury should not be a closed hearing. It should be open to the public. That's how you resolve it. In a situation like this, I could agree it would take a judge's order, and the judge doesn't have the ability, at least in California, to do this because um, it's in the statutes that it's a closed hearing. The reason why it's closed is because when um, criminals start seeing who the grand jury members are, yeah, they shoot them. Bribing and manipulating and threatening them and retaliate. Right. It's centuries old why they've had this uh, closed session. But the statute should be changed to allow the presiding judge to open the matter uh, to the public. Well, I think we're both saying the same thing. You know, in a roundabout way, the grand jury procedure right now is favoring the prosecutor. And that was never the intent ever of a grand jury. In other words, I happen to know for a fact that the defendant and his attorney aren't even welcome to those hearings. And what will solve that issue is when the defendant's attorney is allowed to be there when they present the um, argument to the grand jury, um, their counter-argument, if you will. And that is not um, what's going on right now, but it's probably more because of the lack of knowledge on the part of the defendant's attorney. They don't know that they can be there. That. Once they announce themselves as the the uh, defendant's attorney, then they have a right to be at that hearing. But most attorneys don't know that. Now, I know that's scary. And by the way, most defendants don't know that, and they get an attorney only after they've been indicted. That is done in secrecy. Any defendant... Um, has a right to get an attorney and to be at that grand jury hearing. And if they can't afford an attorney, they have a right to be there themselves if you look at the United States Constitution. And which part? Because I... The I, whole damn thing. It's called due process. Um, do you know which... Where you have a right to be at that presentation in front of the grand jury and you know what in the entire country defendants don't know what we're talking about right now on the phone well they don't know right oh i agree with you attorneys are absolutely clueless about the grand jury no they are They, they know but guess what the defendant winds up being indicted then they go hire an attorney that's the problem they wind up getting indicted. That's their first notice that they have a problem. Well, now they're already shackled and thrown in jail. Uh, they're uh, almost at that point 
considered guilty, uh, they don't even know what's going on. Somebody could have come into their house, arrested them. Hey, you've been indicted by the grand jury. And they're going, what? So the, the, the hole in this system is that when there is a grand jury impaneled, that if they're going to hear um, a topic or on, on a particular case, the grand jury has to have the knowledge or the guts or the fortitude to say, have you invited the defendant to be here? That should be the very first question. And that would be yes or no. The next question would be, why isn't the defendant, you're asking me to crucify like they did Jesus. Why isn't he here so I could hear his voice? His side of the story. Oh, because he hasn't been arrested yet. Well, wait a minute. The fault here lies on us. The fault here lies on grand jury members that are idiots. Who the hell has time to be on a grand jury other than senior citizens that are retired or on Alzheimer's or on some kind of Prozac? Who has time to take out of their day uh, a year to sit on a jury for $12 a day? Idiots. That's ridiculous. Exactly. They have to pay the grand jury an awful lot more. They have to train them better. Right? And they have to uh, pay them like whatever they were making, working in their job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you what they get. $12 a day. Right. Oh, yeah, not even minimum wage. It's a joke. Some of these grand A day! I didn't say an hour. Hold on. It's a joke. I know. It's $12 a day. You know what they gave me? For my transportation costs to the courthouse and back. Right. Uh, $2.75. Right. The civil grand juries in our counties, they get paid like 50 cents an hour. It's a joke. Well, I got more than that. I got two seventy-five, so I'm doing good, you know. That's yeah, pretty good, yeah. But, yeah, but you know what? It's perverted by the attorneys. Go ahead. Well, you got it. They only ahead, have Kelly, hold on. on. They have idiots on there, people that actually need to make $18 a whole fucking day. Hey, watch it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Okay, hold hold on. One of the things, uh, this is a a family show, Ronald, so we we don't drop the F-bombs, okay? Okay, but when I have friends going to prison... Because some idiot got $18, and they want to go ahead and uh, stay on a grand jury. They keep voting, yeah, guilty, 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 because they need to make 100 a week. Our system is bad. Well, it's screwed up. Yeah, I, I want to explain a little more why. I mean, that's why I wrote this book. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. What's the name of your book? What's the name of that book? It's called the, the Hidden Fourth Branch. 
Bobby? The Hidden Fourth Branch. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's on Amazon. And okay, basically, what's the the, the hidden, yeah, H I D D E N number four T H, like the, oh, the hidden government. The well, hidden. Tell you what, Kelly, and the hidden fourth the hidden branch. Fourth, number four T H. Yeah. And what's the last word? Branch. G R A N T S. Yeah, branch, like three branches of government. Oh, uh, branch. Okay. Hidden fourth branch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What has happened is the. Uh, Attorneys, the prosecutors, have taken over the grand jury, and the more convictions they get, the more higher they go up in the, in the in the system. They get paid more, and this was not what was intended from the beginning back at Runnymede. In fact, um, you know, Justice Sol Watchler, Chief Justice of uh, New York State Supreme Court, he said that uh, uh, any seasoned attorney can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. That's right. Ham sandwich. Yeah, ham sandwich. Justice William O. Douglas wrote in uh, one of these court cases, I think it was uh, U.S. versus Dionisio, he said, This great institution of the past has long ceased to be the protectorate of the people for which purposes it was intended at Runny Mead. And that's where the Magna Carta was signed. And it's really important that grand jury gets reformed. Um, and not getting rid of. I never said. And, Kelly, and, and, and hold on, gentlemen. Uh, I just want to do this because it's fun. And we are in what's uh, called Bard's Logic After Dark, which we do like to have a little bit of fun. But it's a very serious night. And it's only going to take about six and a half minutes uh, worth of our time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute everybody's mic, uh, including mine. And, Kelly, this should bring back some pleasant memories of uh, when you were first on the show. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this, as it said, if I got the right clip here. And it's only about six and a half minutes, so uh, uh, bear with us. And it's, it's kind of a, an audio clip that I took from a video. So it's it's someone who was actually, you know, talk, showing through a video. Uh, but I think you'll uh, enjoy it. I know uh, I did. And so, uh, Kelly, let's go ahead and hear that. Introducing the book. Do you want to see this or this? This or this? This or this? It all depends upon corruption staying in power. Do you want to see this or this? If government officials commit corruption, what holds them accountable? The American government by the four branches. First, second, third, fourth. It is the fourth branch that holds corruption accountable. Is it the duty of the fourth branch of government to hold corruption accountable? The present Arizona State Supreme Court Chief Justice believes so. A county fourth branch is responsible for investigating possible public offenses, including corrupt or willful misconduct in office by public officials, and return a criminal indictment or true bill formally accusing someone of a crime. The powers and duties of the state fourth branch are similar to those of the county fourth branch, except they extend statewide. Nine out of ten Americans are probably wondering, do we have a fourth branch of government? Yes. Maybe you are requiring, show me what the fourth branch has done. The fourth branch has held to account these top government officials. The Watergate Boys and Nixon. Former Governor of Illinois, Rod Blagojevich. 
former U.S. House Majority Leader Tom DeLay. A further list is provided courtesy of the fourth branch. County-level accountability. A district attorney. There, the fourth branch turned a prosecutor into a defendant. And many other county officials have been held to account by the fourth branch. State-level examples. Federal-level examples. One may be wondering, why have I never heard a summary of the fourth branch holding government officials accountable? Or, where did the fourth branch come from? Answer, England, almost eight centuries ago. Second answer, and the founding fathers tying it to the Constitution. What do attorneys say about the fourth branch? Attorney Leo D'Onofrio of New Jersey coined the phrase, the fourth branch. Distinguished professor of law, Susan Brenner, also confirms the fourth branch as the fourth branch. Again, some will ask, why have I never heard of the fourth branch? Answer, for corruption to expand, the knowledge of the fourth branch must be suppressed. The following countries had not the fourth branch. Stalin's Russia, Hitler's Nazi Germany, Mao's China. In comparison, England's fourth branch has assisted England's longevity to over 900 years. Because of lack of a fourth branch in these countries, neither Stalin, Hitler, or Mao could be stopped. During the reign of genocide, their governments murdered over 60 million people. In America, the fourth branch held not just Nixon, but other presidents to account. Jackson, Johnson, and Clinton. The fourth branch is also in different forms. County level, state level, and federal level. There is a reason you haven't heard of the fourth branch of government. The powers that be are afraid of the fourth branch. They. The powers that be. They. They, the they, whoever the they are. Who are the they? You can fill in the blank. Corrupt government officials, elected officials, congressmen, corporations, etc. They are afraid of the fourth branch because it will put them and their minions in jail. The fourth branch is 796 years old, tied to the U.S. Constitution, affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court in over a dozen court cases, and they can't get rid of it. The only thing they can do is perpetrate ignorance upon the American people, and they have done this very well. What is the fourth branch? Well, let's start with the first three branches of government, commonly known as legislative, executive, and judicial. But practically these days, the three branches of government are Larry, Moe, and Curly, made this way by the two main political parties of Laurel and Hardy. Enter in the fourth branch as a grand jury, as necessary to investigate and hold accountable the corruption picking our pockets, holding to account corruption within any of the other three branches. When we the people learn of the power of the grand jury, or the fourth branch, they will be afraid of this. Why should they be afraid? They commit corruption, lie, cheat, and steal to get into power. How else did a governor, a president, a House Majority Leader, and a New York State Supreme Court Justice get caught? What about socialists? Do they commit corruption? Who wrote, the ends justify the means? Socialist Saul Alinsky, this in his book, Rules for Radicals. The grand jury is very powerful, has, and will continue to thwart corruption. In summary, the grand jury pierces the silence of witnesses that witness corruption, issues subpoenas up the chain of command, accumulates evidence, and issues an indictment. That is why they, in their fear of it, have perpetrated ignorance. Hands-on approach. Anyone can file a complaint with a grand jury. There are many avenues within a jurisdiction. There are many jurisdictions in which to file a complaint. For example, a federal attorney must inform the special federal grand jury of a complaint received. 
the word in section 3332 is shall. Not might, not could, not good idea, but shall inform the grand jury of the complaint submitted. Notice the type of grand jury indicting Governor Blagojevich. The founding fathers knew full well of this power. Thomas Jefferson said this, I consider trial by jury as the only anchor ever yet imagined by man by which a government can be held to the principles of its constitution. However, this knowledge has faded. Do you want to see this or this? Do you want to see this or this? Corruption and the powers that be do not want you to see this book. They are afraid you will learn of the power of the grand jury. They are afraid you will file a complaint. They are afraid the grand jury will issue an indictment yielding an arrest warrant. Hence the name of the book, The Hidden Fourth Branch, A Corrupt Government's Worst Nightmare. Available on Amazon.com. Do you remember that, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time putting that video together. <laughs> it was a time ago. I remember when we first interviewed you here for uh, the Hidden Fourth Branch, and uh, I still had that clip from uh, when we first introduced it, and then uh, and had you on to talk about your book. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I still have that audio, so let's go ahead and uh, and play it here. And so let's go ahead and uh, bring it back, uh, open up the mics. And so, Kelly, if you want to talk more about that, let's go ahead and do that. And then, of course, I want to bring Cindy back on. And then we still got about uh, 40 minutes before I have to start taking some closing comments to close out the show. So, Kelly, uh, any other uh, things you'd like to say? And then we'll bring in Ronald and then you, Cindy. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, I'm just really glad that Ron is on this that if we want to protect people in the streets from hostile police, um, we get the grand jury out there. I mean, the, the Boston Massacre, within three weeks, the grand jury indicted the British officers, sent them off to trial. Two of the officers were given the death sentence. So then the grand jury, if they're independent enough, they will either um, acquit the called a no truth bill, but they will either quit the officer or they will send him to trial, just like at the Boston Massacre. We have lost the purpose of the grand jury, and I'm glad to make this connection with Ron. Can I say something, Callie? Yeah, go ahead. Your mic is open. Your mic is open. I owe Cindy an apology. I've been screaming and hollering, and she's right, and I'm wrong. That's a shame. I was there. I missed it. She's right. She gave you the uh, resolution number. I've been reading it while we're listening to Kelly. And, oh, my God, that's the whole problem. That got passed. What a disgrace. So I hope Cindy's still listening. I think you're still there, aren't you, Cindy? Oh, no, we just lost her call. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. And unfortunately, with the extended period of the show, and I'll extend it to you, uh, Cindy and I talk all the time. Um, Yeah. She's right. Kelly, 
Kelly, it's on there. Okay. What a disgrace. I'm speechless. What the hell can I say? I didn't see that. But that's how they work, huh? Yeah. It's not good. In fact, I'm embarrassed. She's right. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I can't believe I sat there and argued for an hour because I didn't see it. No one ever brought it up to me. No one until this show. And I feel like a real jackass. I kept asking her, show me the resolution number. I just saw it. I looked it up. Well, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm sorry you had to be disappointed with that, you know. I'm not disappointed. I'm you know, becoming aware. That's all. I already know that our system's corrupt. Um, guys like uh, Kelly here are trying to go ahead and, and expose the truth. And you know how I am at 65 years old. I don't want, I don't accept bullshit. You know what I mean? Not at 65 years old. I could take it when I was 25. 35, 45, 55, but not now. Kelly's book is right on. I looked that up, too. So I guess I'm asking you, Bart, now what do we do? I want to call Cindy and say, hey, damn, Cindy, you're right. I'm running for state senate. don't even know what I'm running for. Because I do not agree with that. I think Cindy will uh, be very gracious. Um, I mean, it was a misunderstanding. No, it wasn't. It was my um, not paying attention to the other resolutions that actually slipped through, and I didn't read it. I didn't see that. I I, I missed the first hour of the show. What... uh... I mean, on the face of it, Black Lives Matter seems okay, but what, what, what's your uh, concerns with it? Well, they happen to be a radical Islamic group that's um, now uh, proponents of shooting white police officers. They call Ooh. them crackers. They killed nine in eight days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm looking at this real hard. And, you know, what they're encouraging is to go out, get a gun, because Black Lives Matter, and uh, find a police officer. The last one they killed was pumping gas, you know, in a gas station, just putting gas in the car. They shot them 15 times in Houston. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. I'm on that right now. Black Lives Matter, so let's go kill white police officers. Well, you know what? Um, I know what it is, and you know what it is, and that's why I found it just totally unbelievable. 
that they slip that into the, uh, and it's there, Cindy's right. But they're, you know, doing videos all over the Internet. Um, if you see a white cop and he's defenseless, put a bullet in his head and do it for the cause, you know, for the Black Lives Matter. And I don't know if you know this, but, um, yeah, there's been one a day every day for the last eight days somewhere in the country. I'm on top of that. Oh, that's my gosh. Yeah, that's what they're about. They're a Muslim uh, radical group who are um, identifying white police officers. In other words, don't kill a black one or a Mexican one, you know, Hispanic one. Just shoot if he's white and he's defenseless. Shoot him in the head. And we got eight um, of our guys murdered. And you don't see that on the news, do you? Wow. And I do. Well, and I up. do have. Uh, <clears throat> and I will give you this. Uh, as I, I, I am actually chatting with Cindy, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, her her line did drop and. So unfortunately, she won't be able to call back in. But she did uh, hear the apology, and she did say, "Of course, you know that's accepted." And uh, and so you know, she did she did hear that. And of course, you know, she is very gracious, Cindy is. And then um, so you know, how passions can you know fly and things of that nature, you know. And so you know, we're we're uh, chatting here on Facebook and. Uh, she just was basically, you know, and you already explained it because her question was, well, well, what do you think about about that? And that's what we're talking about now. Yeah. So, but uh, we, you know, we appreciate uh, you come, you know, you know, you're doing that. I'm sure Cindy does as well. Um, and as she said, uh, you know, she apologizes. What what ha- what happened was she accidentally was getting ready to click on because sometimes people mute themselves so we don't hear any background noise, and it yeah. looks like. Uh, when she picked things up to unmute herself, she accidentally hung up. And so that happens. It's, I mean, I've, I've even done that. But the, the the worst part is that I can never do that because once I do that, it shuts everybody up. Um, and she says, uh, tell, and this is uh, from her, she says, tell him I will be sure to listen to the end of the show in the archives because I know he'll be telling much more in the next 45 minutes. And she wants to thank uh, you for coming to uh, – to coming to the show, Ronald. Okay, well, she's very gracious and she's very lovely, and um, you can see my disbelief in the last hour. I would yeah. never believe in a million years, and I didn't believe it until she showed me the resolution number. I looked it up. And, boy, are we in trouble in this country. So I have to apologize to Cindy, and, and I don't know how I can. She came on the show in good faith. Oh. came on just trying to tell me something. You know, I'm running for state senate, right? And she's telling me something. And I'm saying, no, it never happened. Well, you know what? It happened, and I didn't see it. I mean, I was sitting there. And I know if I didn't see it, no one else did there. So how did it Makes get Makes you wonder there? if they just snuck that in, huh? They slipped it in. I didn't know it until she, until this show. 
And let me tell you how I feel about um, their assassination group, Black Lives Matter. Uh, they killed eight white police officers in the last week. And there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look it up. No. I can show you videos, what they're saying. No, and that's one of the things, you know, that's, you know, not surprising, and, and, and but, but disappointing, even though, because, you know, and I knew it probably wasn't going to be false. It was going to be the opposite, which it has proven out to be. And one of the things that they were talking about of Obama becoming the president was how it was supposed to bring race uh, relations together in this country. She, you know, showed that America is not a, a racist country and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, Obama, because, you know, of his racial background, is going to, you know, to bring the races together in this country, bring people together. And I think he's what he been one of the most divisive uh, presidents we've ever us. had. He divided us. And he knows it damn well what he did. He, you know, he, he just went ahead and he, Al Sharpton has been to the White House 52 times since Obama, that's his new Black Panther Party, since Obama became president. I'd never been invited to the White House. And they paid his airfare, you know, to get over there. They paid his meals, his hotel room. 52 times for the new Black Panthers. And now they're shooting police officers and they're calling it Lives Matter, you know. Eight in the last week. Um, I would have never believed in a million years, in a million years, what Cindy said. And I have to apologize to her. And you, I'm going to ask you, Bart, to please do it for me. Make, she, well, she, she heard you. Yeah, she she. Uh, I'll tell her again. Yeah, but she did hear you before she accidentally, uh, you know, hung up. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, 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 Ronald. I want to throw something out to you. Uh, there is a uh, liberal that I need to. I, well, I kind of can't wait to see her and tell her. Um, you were right because corporations seem to do an awful lot of lobbying to force the sale of their product down our throat. And, you know, that's kind of a Republican feature, if you will. And uh, she was trying to wake me up to it. And then I saw it one day in the building codes. I'm a civil engineer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Yes, it's happening. And so hopefully she'll be gracious with me when I say, you're right, there are Republicans that, push their product through legislation. Yeah. And it's corporatism. It took me years to get that. I know. And by the way, I'm only a Democrat because my great-great-grandfather founded the first labor union in the United States of America in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which wow. later became the Democratic Party. That's, a, that's why. And that's wow. in Pittsburgh... And uh, that was, uh, if you look it up in the history book, his name was U. O'Donnell. I'm Ron O'Donnell. I was born there in Homestead. And look up the War of 1898, because it all starts there. Now, I don't know if you have a couple minutes to hear what it was about. 
Oh, I do. I, because I'll bet you they oppress the workers like you won't believe, and their health and their families was hurting, and the union protected the people. There wasn't a union back then. Here's well, what it all started. Here's what all started. All of it in the whole country, okay? In Pittsburgh, Carnegie Steel Mill, okay? And that's why Carnegie got the hell up and went back to Scotland, a rich person. But here's what it was. I know it's, if you have time for this, but there were like... Yeah, we've uh, got about uh, in 20 minutes, but 25 minutes. Go ahead. I'll just try to do it in two. Kelly, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Back then, and I know this because it's my family, you know, generation to generation to generation. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Back then, if you had a child over age 12 and you worked in a steel mill, um, you you remember the, turn, uh, the, the uh, Tennessee Ernie uh, Williams song? I owe my soul to the company, to the company store. store. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that they were. He was singing about the people that worked in the steel mill were behind a wall. Their house was in there. Uh, their children were in there, and their wives were in there. They couldn't leave the compound. Okay. They had it. You know, they went home after work, and they went into the steel mill in Homestead, where I'm from. Okay. I have photographs uh-huh. of the compound. Still, at the top of it, the walls were like uh, 14 feet high, and at every uh, so many feet, there were uh, guard um, shacks, just like in the Holocaust, you know what I mean? But if you uh-huh. tried to get out, they would shoot you. Well, I'm not lying. That's Pittsburgh. That was the beginning of the steel industry in this country. So anyway, what happened, you know, with the first labor union movement in this country was um, back then, any child over age 12 had to go to work with their parents. The wives had to go to work, okay? They had to work in a steel mill for like, you know, 20 cents or 5 cents an hour. I don't know what it was then. But if you had a child that was over 12 years old, they were considered an adult by the Catholic Church, too, by the way. They called it the age of reasoning. But here mm-hmm. comes the mother and the father and the kids over 12, and they're going in making still. Well, what, what happened, what started the labor unions in the country, was uh, there was one Irish family, and they brought their kids because they had to. They were forced to. And they went into the Carnegie Steel Mill in Homestead, Pennsylvania. And what happened was the kids started screwing around. You know, you know how kids are? Yeah, they get distracted mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, they're just playing around. They're only 12, 13, 14 years old. Well, anyway, there was a boy and a girl. One was 12, one was 13. And they just started screwing around, and they slipped, and they fell into the... Um, what do you call it, you know, the mix, you know, the um, Coke oven, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you pour your 
steel and all your ore and all your stuff, and it's it's hot as hell. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like fire in hell. It's so hot. But the kids were up above on the third floor, and they were playing around. Back then, their job was just to sweep the floor, you know, do something. And they were fucking around, and they fell. So they hit the, you know, um, Coke oven. And, you know, and I know, they disintegrated in a second. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. Before you even land in there, you're already done. That's, you know, 26, 2700 degrees. But anyway, so the the two uh, parents ran to the supervisor and said, oh, my God, the kids fell in, you know. Um, and, you know, the supervisor said, well, they're dead. You know that. And he said, yeah, we know that. But I want their bodies. We're Catholics, and we just want to bury them and give them a good, you know, funeral. You know, can you imagine this? And the supervisor said the words that started the labor union in America. After making them wait for like an hour, you know. You have to understand the educational level back at that time, okay? Yeah, not not much. Right. And the supervisor came back and said, look, I'm sorry, but, and here's the words, the die been cast. Oh, my gosh. That's where that's wow. from. In other words, wow. your kids are now a railroad track. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did you learn something, gentlemen? Yes. That's it. So the labor unions, the Democrats of America, um, heard that news. The die is cast. And the very first labor legislation in the entire United States of America, if you can look it up, Google it right now, was a child labor prohibition of hiring anyone or allowing anyone under the age of 18 into a steel mill. Wow. You didn't know that. Your Republicans won't say that. Well, I'm, I'm actually a libertarian, but I love history. Well, that's history. And just look up the die is cast. I want to write a book on that. But See, then, what you just told me is like, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. But people need to know. They try to demonize Democrats, they try to say that all we're about is uh, gay rights. No, never had anything to do with it. Um, you know, anti-abortion, never anything to do with it. It's all about treating laborers with a living wage and conditions that they can actually live within. All the other stuff is not what the true Democratic Party has ever been about. And I'm the great-grandson of the guy that started it. So when I say Cindy was right, I'm ashamed that I missed that. 
Because the Democratic Party is nothing ever, never was intended to be anything else about anything but labor rights. And by the way, do you know who bought uh, Carnegie still? You figured it. J.P. Morgan, Chase. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he called it United States Steel Corporation. Wow. And where do you think Chase Bank got all their money? Sucking off of us uh, since the War of 1898 under other other names. You know, he has... J.P. Morgan Chase has 3,200 companies right now. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I I, I am not a fan of big banks. There's a family uh, legend about my grandpa, what he said to somebody. And one of my uncles came home from high school and he said, hey, Dad, I'm going to be a banker when I grow up. My grandpa said, if you become a banker's son, I will disown you. And I never understood what that was about until I started doing my own homework. Yeah. I remember when I went to law school, I went on the back of a Harley Davidson. <laughs> and my cousin in Long Beach, California, I flew out from Pittsburgh. He said, are you sure you want to do this? I said, yeah. You know, I got accepted into law school. I'm the only one in my family ever got out of college, let alone go to law school. He dropped me off on his uh, Harley in front of law school and said, um, I don't ever want to see you again. What? Yep. Hell's Angels. Wow. My own blood. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it's true. 1975. And he left me there with a T-shirt and a pair of jeans and uh, no money. And I'm standing there at law school. I slept in a goddamn parking lot. Well, well, well. (laughs) Watch the language there. (laughs) Oh, I know, I know, I know. Just beep it out. And I'm, I'm telling you, then I grew up. And I'm not kidding you, that's a matter of record, pal. Now I'm running for California State Senate. I come from the street. And in my entire life, would I believe that the California Democratic Party passed a resolution, Black Lives Matter, when they just killed eight police officers. Um, It's against everything, and even my fellow Democrats, they don't know what I just found out because of Cindy. We're going to apologize. Well, I would bet that if you have your connections, you can get a a rescission, if you will, or rescinding uh, the resolution. You, You probably have enough contacts to make that happen. Well, right um, now, yeah. You better believe it. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I'm over there yelling at Cindy saying, no way. I'm I'm apologizing again because I didn't see it. Um, 
it got snuck in. I don't know who approved it. Mm-hmm. What kind of idiots do we have up there? You know, we have nothing but idiots in the Democratic Party, and I'm here to tell you, you got nothing but idiots in the uh, Republican Party either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I'm an independent. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I left. The, I left the Republican Party in 2012. I mean, I was a staunch Republican. My dad was a Reagan Democrat. Uh, you know, became a Republican after um, Jimmy Carter, and then he's pretty much a Republican ever since, and still is. Uh, now I, you know, and I was, you know, I remember that uh, show Family Ties. Uh, Mike, the, the character Michael J. Fox uh, yeah. played uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, people used to call me that when I was a kid. Oh, you're just a real life Michael Keaton, aren't you? You know, because that's how uh, I was with the Republican Party, uh, pretty much up until 2012. But then when I, you know, seen what they did with uh, Newt Gingrich, and you know what they did with him and his campaign, really, you know, what they did with the the, the party leadership, especially during, you know, the primary and the uh, the Republican primary 2012, as well as uh, in the convention. And also, uh, I used to be a, a, an avid uh, Fox News Channel uh, watcher myself, and I pretty much I haven't watched. You know, I really haven't watched it uh, much since either. Now, uh, since 2012, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, and uh, you know, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck and King, uh, Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh probably the worst of the two. I still might be able to tolerate Hannity a little bit. Uh, but I stopped listening to them because, you know, the thing that really ticked me off about them is that, you know, they swore that they're, you know, they kept, you know, pronouncing, oh, well, we're, uh, we're conservatives first and we're uh, Republicans second when, you know, when it comes down to it, they weren't. They were just shills for the Republican Party and the uh, Republican establishment is what uh, the Fox News Channel, at least in my estimation, uh, is – you know, for both of them, because, you know, when they could have supported a truly conservative candidate uh, and Newt Gingrich, they fell behind, you know, the worst candidate to go against Obama and Romney. I mean, even, yeah. you know, Bill O'Reilly, you know, was touting, was one of the first to tout that, you know, was, that Romney was, you know, the most electable against, uh, you know, against Obama. And he was the worst, he was probably the worst candidate to go against them. Well, the whole problem is, they have you and me um, divided. Me, you, and Kelly are divided. But here, when we have a conversation, we agree. So, you know, they have, they've been saying for a long time, you know, we need a third party, which will never win. So the question is, what do we do now? I don't know what to do. If Hillary Clinton wins, uh we're done. If Jeb Bush wins, we're done because they're in bed together anyway. You know that, and I know that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I really don't see Jeb Bush pulling it out. Um, I think the. I think the one. And he's not really doing that great in the polls now, uh, but I think as time goes on, uh, you know, he'll come up uh, from the ashes. Not even ashes, really, but he'll come up in the polls. And I think it's going to be uh, Kasich. I, I think Kasich is going to pull it. no name recognition. The whole thing about politics is to have name recognition. You know, and I know Kasich is from Ohio. 
But you know how many other people that just because it's, that, that's part of it. It's, yeah, he's from the swing state, right? I think think that's a big part of why. I I think that's a big part of why uh, he's got a, he, he's got a good shot at being the nominee. Not just because I'm oh, from I'll Ohio. He's not doing anything to get his name in California. And you know what? If you don't have California, you're not going to win. You know it, and I know it. Well, you got to get a lot of other states if you don't get California. I don't, th- I don't think Bush got California either time, did he? Well, the total votes. You know, the general public votes do not count. It's electoral, yeah. Yeah. Right. Names the president. So a state state could have 35 million votes for one guy, but the electoral Congress here, they pick the electoral votes and it nullifies all the votes of the citizens. Kelly, are you listening? Oh, yeah. Well, Andrew Jackson, uh, uh, he didn't win the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College. Exactly. But does it sound like the grand jury? Yeah. People don't understand. No, they don't. So we all kind of much, pretty much agree on what's wrong here. And it shows like this that people are going to learn, I hope. Most people can't handle three hours. We went through three hours. Pretty much, You're yep. good for <laughs> about five minutes. You know, then they want to go with, you know, dancing with the stars. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't even watch TV much. Per, actually, I don't watch any really TV much per se. I now, when I have to admit, there is one show I watch, um, you know, from TV, but it's only on for like two and a half months, I think, the whole year, and that's Game of Thrones. I just, I, I just like the Game of Thrones, and then, um, and then, you know, now I've got Netflix, and while I'm eating dinner, I'll probably watch like a Star Trek or something like that because I'm a really big Star Trek fan. <laughs> so, but you know, but that, that's about all. I mean. You know, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. If I watch news, uh, you know, pretty much the only one I I watch now is CNN. Um, I mean, what 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 else you got, right? But um, I mean, as I said, I used to watch Fox News, but not anymore. Uh, so now, if I'm going to watch any kind of news, go on YouTube and watch X22. X22? Yeah. Huh. That'll open the door for you to see other stuff. This guy is a genius. You know, um, just, you know, go on to your um, YouTube, okay? Mm-hmm. Channel. And um, I've never talked to this guy. I listened to him. But he's never lied. Yeah. Well, Robert, I got to say, I like that Ron came on the show. He was very passionate. About his convictions, there's, that's very clear. And he stands up for uh, the oppressed, which is, you know, I, I help with the local homeless committee, homeless effort, and uh, I kind of like this guy. Well, Kelly, that was definitely what. Keep you know, hey, keep Kelly. up with uh, 
campaign, and he's on Facebook and uh, got his email address. Go ahead, uh, Ronald. Well, I just want to say something to you, Kelly, before we go, okay? In 1988, I ran for um, county supervisor of San Francisco after I got out of law school and stuff, you know. And I uh, ran on, you know, the NIXT files, N-I-X-E-D, they called them. And it's um, O'Donnell versus the... um, city and county of San Francisco, if you look on your website. But what it was about was that people that were displaced were not allowed to vote because they didn't have a place to live. So people that wanted to change their conditions couldn't because even though they went in and they registered to vote, then their vote was placed in the next files, N-I-X-E-D, because they didn't have a home. Therefore, they didn't know it, but they'd sit there and they'd fill out their form and they got a little card saying, yeah, you registered, but the registration didn't count. Wow. So, yeah. So I see They're human that's beings. Why what I'm finding with working with the homeless, they're human beings like you and me. Right. They have rights. They have they have desires. They may have dreams. You know, they're they're people just like you and me. But here's where I'm coming from. Now we've had twelve million Americans foreclosed on illegally in this country. Twelve million. It's not on M M M N S B C it's not on CNN. It's not on uh, you know, your guys, Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or but they don't want to mention right. it. Why? 12 million homes foreclosed on, average two or three people per home, that's 36 million people that have been displaced. Had this happened in any other country, there would be guns. Yeah. A revolution. Well, do you know Washington State went after Bank of America? Do you know who I am? I'm learning quickly. That would be me. Are you serious? Fuck yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Boys. Oh, my gosh. Look, this is an honor. I'm telling you who I am. Look up ChaseBankCrimes.com right now. Wow. And then we're at Five hundred twenty-six thousand cases suspended in the United States two weeks ago. I'm not fucking around. You can beat that one, Ronald. No more f bombs, please. You gotta beat them. That's your job. That's not my job. I can't blink you. This is un- this is uncensored. That's why I got to be careful. We're not we're not you know, we're, we're not being watched. Yeah, we're not being watched by the SEC or whatever like that. But uh, we're still, I know. But you know what? You understand now. At my age, uh, I'm standing up for my people, my American citizens, my human beings. I'm standing up for humanity. Wow. The die is cast, gentlemen. 
It's why I told you this story. And one of the things you wow. want to, uh, since we mentioned it, since we mentioned it earlier tonight, it's only about a three minute clip, and then we'll have to get ready to close things out. Is that you know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Donald Trump and uh, how he's up in the polls, and uh, we've talked about uh, Kasich. And then of course, there's also someone coming up in the polls as well uh, on the Republican side. And that's Ben Carson. We also mentioned Hillary Clinton. So I'm going to play a little clip uh, from one of the latest uh, that both has uh, Kasich and Carlton. And who knows, maybe we'll actually see them as a ticket. Uh, talking about oh, Hillary right. Clinton, and then I'll have to close. And then I'll have to uh, get ready to uh, close things out. So let's go ahead and listen to the clip. Well, it looks like uh, we're not going to hear from that. Uh, I don't know what happened to that audio. That's interesting. Uh, uh, but let's go ahead. We only got about 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to get ready to uh, close things out. So what we're going to do here is uh, do uh, our portion of the show, which gives each person about two minutes to uh, give us their closing comments. Uh, so let's go ahead and do it to you, Kelly. Uh, give it just two minutes uh, for your closing comments. And then yourself, Ron, the two minutes, and then we will have to close out uh, the show for tonight. Uh, thank you, Ron, for coming on. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, I, I'm glad to make this connection with Ron. I want to ask uh, Robert to go ahead and give him my information, even my phone number, and see sure. how we – because we're on the same page. I hate it when uh, people oppress other people. we got a local business here in town. They just go through people like their tissue paper. Shouldn't treat people that way. Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, I have taken an eternal oath on the altar of God to oppose any type of tyranny over the mind of man. And I, I think uh, I, I, Ron has got the same uh, convictions, and by his actions, I, I'd love to talk more with him off air. I guess that's kind of my closing comments. Yeah, well, we'll definitely uh, get them the information uh, there. And go ahead, Ronald, give us uh, a couple minutes, and I'll have to close things out. Go ahead. Well, it brings tears to my eyes. You guys still buy your computers? Yes, sir. Look up Homestead Strike 1892. You there, Kelly? He's looking it up, I believe. My internet's kind of weak these days. Well, look it up, Kelly. Homestead Strike, 1892. Okay. And I'm telling this for a reason. I'm not wasting your time. You see it? Yep, I'm on uh, Wikipedia. (laughs) I'm on Wikipedia, so I'm looking at it. Okay. And you'll see that the strike labor union leader was uh, U. O'Donnell. And uh, you also see something else very important. That the strike was crushed by, they called it then, the Pinkertons Detective Agency. 
they now are called the Secret Service. Same outfit out of Chicago. Interesting, huh? I, I watched the History Channel on that. The History Channel talked about that strike, and it was brutal. I mean, Dickerson was just basically shooting people. Unbelievable. They killed people over this shit. The die is cast. But what I'm trying to tell you is from that period started the Democratic Party, um, the Secret Service... That's their history. That's how they started. There wasn't a secret service before that. Interesting, huh? Very. Indeed. And with that, I'm going to have to uh, say thank you very much, everyone, for coming to the show tonight. And, of course, uh, let's look forward to being live next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, where we'll be uh, having our guests. And so we are working on a few things uh, for the next upcoming weeks. And so, uh, but in the meantime, uh, go ahead and share the link to the podcast uh, so that other folks can listen to it. Now, whether you're going to share it either from your email or if you could also uh, save it there on Facebook and, of course, on Twitter. And if you are listening to the show and have listened to it, just go ahead and put on Twitter, listening to Bard's Logic, and paste in the link. And then, of course, the hashtag PJNet, they have uh, enough room there. Uh, for other folks can, and your followers can come to the show, whether it's the live part or, of course, listening to the archive. So do that. And also, if you like to follow uh, the show here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, there is a little follow button uh, where you could get uh, emails uh, concerning the upcoming shows and sometimes on the podcast. Or you can visit the website at www.com bardslogicpolitaltalk.com, and you can contact me by going to the contact page and also see our lengthy list of guests that we've had through the years. It uh, stands for a little update, uh, but uh, go ahead and check that out uh, for the show. And, of course, uh, I will have to uh, end tonight, as I do every night, and that's by saying thank you very much, Ronald, for coming to the show. Uh, we hope to, you know, perhaps have you back on another time. We'll hopefully be able to keep up. Uh, with your campaign as well, and I want to wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. And I want to thank everyone for coming to the show tonight, and we do look forward to you to coming back. And of course, remember, Roots, We the People show. And it will end tonight, as I do every night, and that's why I'm playing the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. And so good night, folks. See you next time, and take care. That's it. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.